Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast here. We take a lot of your calls on today's show as you ask several questions about the draft, free agency, Steelers returning or leaving. Lots of questions we get into here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase on the Game Time app. Now, Steelers fans, we get a lot of calls into our hotline here on Locked on Steelers podcast. As always, you can call in 412-223-6644, leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute, and you can get a chance to be on the show. Because we are way backed up with calls. Like right now, I believe I have about 30 calls that I haven't addressed, and that's not even including the ones that I'm going to have today. So if your call isn't getting on, understand that you're amongst a lot of people who call in, and you know we've already addressed several calls in this offseason. But without further ado, let's get to some of those calls. And I wanted to lead it off with this first segment about a topic we tapped a little bit yesterday with Nick Farabaugh on the show. But let's talk more about these these linebackers and the Steelers' need there. Here's Joe from New Orleans. Shout out Christopher Carter. This is Joe, a.k.a. the Nolan, the way from New Orleans. You hear me? Um... Love the show, big diehard Steelers fan in the down south 504. I just have a quick question for you. With middle linebacker being such a big question, I feel like Cole is the answer, but, you know, ACLs could be a little bit sketchy after so many, you know, tries or whatever. So do you think we go draft one or pick one up at free agency? And if we draft one, where should we get one from? Thank you. Love the show. Always tuning in every morning. Shout out Locked On Steelers. Shout out to you, Joe. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate everyone who tunes in and calls in to get their to get their questions. So, Joe, let's address a few things. I'm going to focus specifically on the draft because, frankly, I think the Steelers, talent wise, did a good job addressing free agency, uh, addressing linebacker through free agency last year. Quan Alexander was good. Cole Holcomb was good. Landon Roberts was really good. The problem was all three of them were injured by the end of the season. Two of them were out for the season by mid year. So. Uh, that was just the issue that they ran into. But I think they could use a solid rookie investment or solid draft pick at the linebacker position to be part of the future there because you could bring back I – mean, Holcomb and Roberts are already coming back. Maybe Alexander comes back if you could sign up to a cheap deal. Uh, and then if you could draft a linebacker, you can have four active linebackers ready to go um, at any point in time. So even if you lose two again for the for the season, you still got two that you can rely upon and you're not calling up practice squatters. Um, so that, that would be the th- my, my thing there. Now, if you look at this this year's linebacker draft class, the guy that's been at the top of the class for quite some time for a lot of people is Edrin Cooper, the guy at Texas A&M. And I think he'd be a great addition if they got him in the second round. Um, that, that'd be a solid fit. He's an athlete. He's good. He's well-sized. Um, he played well. He has good instincts. He can perform at several different layers. But the guy that, and this is why I always say like big boards and everything early, whenever someone asks me to give me, give me their, my big board at, in like, December, even January after the Steelers are out of the playoffs or something. Um, I'm like, hey, 
it's way too early to assemble those. Like it's really, really need to start. You kind of need to get through the chunk of pro days before I think big boards become solidified. And the, the reason I say that about this is because go look at PFF's big board because they've, you know, PFF always has their rankings. And and as much as PFF's wrong about grades and stuff all the time, I, they are they are a great database of information to collect things. And, you know, their rankings of players in this draft class, Peyton Wilson was seen as like a guy that would be picked in the 80s. All of a sudden now he's projected to be like the 33rd best player of this draft class. And it's because people are coming around to his tape and looking at, whoa, that guy is 6'4 and can move and he can intercept passes. He can make tackles. He can cover tight ends. He can jump with the best of them. He can hit with the best of them. Only thing that's holding him back is really his injury history. And you look at that. I, I like the things that he brings to the table. Now, injury-wise, yeah, that, that's, that's a concern. That's kind of what you were running into with your linebacker situation in the first place. But if you were to get a healthy Peyton Wilson in the Steelers linebacker room, like he'd be another guy that would, because he's so big and fast at linebacker, he could be an answer to also keeping Minka Fitzpatrick back in the pure safety role. Because as much as we talk about the, uh, needing a safety to take on one of those, some of those roles, the Steelers need cover linebackers and, you know, their linebackers were good this year and they did a good job covering in the ways that they're supposed to cover. Like a Landon Roberts, he, he even kind of like, you know, made, made jokes with us in the media sometimes being like, y'all said I couldn't cover. And he covered well in certain situations, but a Landon Roberts covered well in you know, taking short intermediate routes away, running with running backs, doing things like that. You wouldn't ask Elaine and Roberts to do the things that like Ryan Chazier would do. Like he would run deep down the field with tight ends or, you know, run with wide receivers at times, you know, even Devin Bush in his rookie season when he was actually playing well, like he was able to cover Mark Andrews and intercepted Lamar Jackson, like 15, 20 yards downfield on, on a play. Those are the type of the plays that I think the Steelers, if they had at linebacker, it could help them a lot with their team chemistry on defense. I think Wilson could be that kind of a guy. I think Cooper can be that guy. But after that, you get into a lot more run-stuffer-type linebackers uh, like Junior Colson out of out of Michigan. I still think Jeremiah Trotter could really work out. Uh, Jeremy Trot- Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Out of, out of Clemson, he came into the year uh, before the season started. Uh, as kind of like everyone looking at him as maybe the top linebacker of, of this draft class. Uh, but still, I think if you get any one of those four – you can add a really good linebacker to your room. Now you can still get guys like Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. I like his 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 moxie and his tape that I've seen. Um, and you, if you put him in, I think he could be like a fourth round pick if you got him there. That'd be really good value, um, and he'd be another athlete. And the other thing about linebacker is that if you're if you if you are expecting Holcomb and Roberts to be healthy to start the season, um, and if you do bring a Quan Alexander back whoever you do draft doesn't have to be a first, second or third rounder, because if it's a fourth rounder, you can say, all right, get used to things in training camp, get used to the defense. And then, you know, you'll be called, you'll, you'll be rotated in and eventually called upon, um, you know, behind the guys who are NFL veterans. So I think the Steelers, because of this draft class, it's not a, it's not a heavy linebacker class. It's not a super deep linebacker class. It's not one that has like several superstars in it, but I like the talent of some of the guys at the top and I don't think that these guys are going to go first round. I think Peyton Wilson and Edrin Cooper could go second round, uh, but they could also go second round right where the Steelers are picking in the second round. And that could be a good pick if the Steelers address one of their offensive line positions uh, in, in the draft. So, that to, be, that to be said about Joe, yes, there are answers to linebacker. Uh, some in free agency, of course. Uh, Patrick Queen's a big name, but I think that you could get 
younger on defense with getting a really young linebacker who can be kind of the core linebacker of your future core that you're trying to put, put together right now. They got they got Porter, they got Benton, so you've got a corner, you got a you got a defensive lineman. What if you got a linebacker that's young with those guys that could be part of a new trio that kind of emerges in the Steelers defense? That should not be something that Omar Khan, Andy White, or Mike Tomlin overlook in this draft class for sure, because there are good options that will be available to them and not requiring a first round pick so they can get their guy at center or they can get a, a top flight corner or some, or a top flight tackle. You know, they can, they can get one of those major positions of need and still get a really good linebacker. And let's face it, the Steelers, whenever they've been good in their franchise's history, they've had good to great linebacker play and they need, and I think, no, not even good to great, great linebacker play. And that's just part of what they've always been. Um, and I know some people have felt that linebacker is phasing out of the NFL as an important position, but go back and look at what linebackers did for the chiefs. They were a big part of what they've won, how they won the last two Super Bowls. Um, you know, they're, they're a big, you know, they're a big part of what make the Niners defense good. Uh, they're a big part of what made the Ravens defense good this year. They'll be a big part of a, a great Steelers defense if the Steelers can can get the right ones and add it here. And I think there's a couple that they can get in the second or third round who would be good investments into being part of that future Steelers defense if they went at linebacker. But we had a few callers that were asking questions about our about the mock draft Monday show that we did and the draft that we selected. And maybe there were some oversights. We'll address that and several other of your calls right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the, the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time is an app you can download right to your phone and get killer deals, even on last-minute tickets or even on tickets for that are that are up to an hour after your event has started. So whether you're running late to your concert or you just realized you could get to the game that you really wanted to see, but you're but you're running late for it, Game Time is an app that can still help you get get the best prices and the best tickets. Every single time the game time app allows you to book tickets so late that you can even beat the scalpers and the ticket booth with both prices and the best views. And sometimes when you're trying to get the best, the best prices, sometimes you're not sure about the, the ticket, the value of the ticket that you're getting or the view that you'll have from the seat from the game time app. You can see the view right from your seat. When you look down, when you look into the app, it shows you in the arena to make sure that you're getting the right value for the price that you're about to pay. pay. So make sure that you go get the game time app. And when you do, they also give you a best price guarantee where if you find tickets for the same section or row for less somewhere else, game time credits you 110% of the difference of those prices. Snag the tickets, wealth and stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue taking your calls here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. As always, call in 412-223-6644. Uh, this next question comes from Carlos, and it's a response to our Mock Draft Monday episode. Here's Carlos from Los Angeles. Hey, Chris, this is Carlos from Los Angeles. I noticed that in your Mock Drafts, you don't have any defensive linemen, and I think that of course, offensive linemen for the Steelers is an immediate need, but I think the second best immediate need is defensive linemen. And again, I noticed that you don't have any in, in any of your mock drafts. 
Any reason for that? Here we go. Love the show. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, and I appreciate the question. Now, I want to point out my mock drafts are just early mock drafts. This is just who I think, you know, when I looked at values as far as who went where, that's where it fit. I'm not ruling out, Carlos, the idea of the Steelers taking a, a defensive lineman in this draft class because they do need another guy to pair with um, uh, Keanu Benton for the long term. And that should be something that they absolutely have, have their eyes on. And there's some good guys out there, Byron Murphy, uh, Jerzon Newton. Those are the top two guys, um, that, that, that you're looking at right now, as far as, as far as this draft class. Um, I, I also like Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. I think Michael Hall Jr. out of Ohio State could be a good fourth round pick if he's still hanging around there. There's other guys like Leonard Taylor and Dwayne Carter, who I think could be, uh, good middle round, good middle round picks. Tyler Davis might be a good like fourth, fourth or fifth rounder uh, from Cle out of Clemson. But the thing is, is that this isn't at least on paper. It's not a great defensive line class. And so when I'm looking at some of these other classes, this is a great cornerback class. It's a great. There's a lot of offensive tackles in this class. Center's a big need. There's always great wide receivers. So oftentimes when I'm going through these early mock drafts. I'm just more so focusing on where I think great value can be and also for what the, what the Steelers could get because here's the other thing. I think there's about there's two guys that people are looking at right now as potential first round defensive lineman picks and that's Jerzon Newton out of Illinois and Byron Murphy the second out of Texas. Those two guys they could both be there or or either one of them or both of them could be there when the Steelers pick at 20 in the first round. The problem is if you take one there, you are taking a really big swing that you're that you're going to be able to find a center still in the second round while also addressing corner and other positions of need like offensive tackle and other things like that. And frankly, I, I do think they could use help on the defensive line. But frankly, with the way they're, they're situated right now, if Cam Hayward does come back this next season, you still have Keanu Benton, who's, who's on the rise. You know, we'll see if they keep uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Um, and, you know, we'll get to some of the op other options here at defensive line that they currently have on the roster in a minute, because that's actually kind of part of another question that we'll answer here. Um, but yeah, they, they have some answers at defensive line. Could they get better and younger? Absolutely. And I do think it's something that they need to take a look at, just like they need to take a look at linebacker. But so far early on, just my mock drafts are just kind of, you know, just taking these early early looks at what, what we're looking at here, what the Steelers could consider in different situations. Um, you know, so don't don't take my mock drafts as like the gospel just yet. These are just my ideas so far as far as like, you know, how things could play out and if certain things go to certain, you know, certain players drop to certain spots. What could the Steelers do in, in, in those situations? So um, with all that being said, uh, defensive line is on the books for the Steelers, in my opinion. It's just not uh, something that I find as a super uh, high, a, a super high value in this draft for where guys might fall. Um, but we'll see how, how that play, plays out. But to your point, it is something that is a concern. But uh, we had another caller calling Doug about a question that was about some Steelers players that are on the roster, including one of the defensive linemen who is supposed to be part of the youth movement moving forward. Here's Doug from Plum asking questions about that. Hi, this is uh, Doug Phillips from Plumboro. I have a question about guys like Calvin Austin and DeMarvin Leal. When they get drafted, and it is said that these guys have to find their own niche on the team, now, I believe these guys have been let down by the team because 
they were drafted. They weren't signed here and came here as a free agent. So it's up to the team to find these guys a niche and make them productive in their in their scheme, either defense or offense. So I'd like to hear your comments. I'll hang up now, and thank you very much. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate the call. Again, 412-223-6644 to get your question on the air. Uh, Doug, I do think the Steelers – their position as far as how things have worked out has kind of you know not allowed uh Austin or Leal to really shine. Now it's kind of crazy. It's it's funny you bring those two guys up because they were literally the picks one after another in the 2022 draft. Leal was taken 84th overall in the third round, Calvin Austin 138th overall in the fourth round of the 2022 draft, the two picks after uh both Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. But um, I, I look at a few things here. One, Calvin Austin's a bit different of a situation. He was hurt all of his rookie year. He never even made it out of like the second week of training camp. Um, and then he came into this season and they found ways to use him, but there were a lot of problems on, on offense. And I think that coming into this year, they this is their chance to kind of find real ways to use him in better in better fashion. This is also his chance to get better at getting off the line of scrimmage because uh, when teams pressed him, he did have some problems fighting through those, uh, and that's part of what's natural with a guy of his size. So that that kind of that stuff kind of happens. But Demarvin Leal is is a really interesting character in in all of this because I still like Demarvin Leal. I praised him a lot when he came, when he, when they picked him uh, his rookie year. I thought he made some really good strides, and I thought he has really good hands. And then he really didn't make a difference at the start of this year. And then he was a healthy scratch for like the last, I'd say like six or seven games. I forget how long it was, but he was just healthily just not getting a helmet. And that's not a good sign for the Steelers for a second year, third round uh, defensive lineman who you were hoping to be part of that part of the future. And, and I think part of it is DeMarvin Leal, he's kind of a tweener. You know, he's a guy who has come in, he's played some on the edge, he's played some on the defensive line, he kind of gets moved or moved between them, and I think the Steelers were trying to see if they could say like, hey, he's going to be good at either one, you can flex him between the positions, and he can just be one of those chess pieces that you have on the defensive front, but the problem is, is I think with the Steelers defense, they don't need right now an extra flex guy on the, at edge rusher, because T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and now Nick Herbing and Marcus Golden, they've all kind of done that job. And maybe DeMarvin Leal just hasn't won that job from those guys. Um, and, and I think if you go back to 2022 when they drafted him, they needed some guy like that. Because you remember, that was the year that T.J. Watt went down uh, with an injury, and they were really limited at edge rusher. And I think DeMarvin Leal is a rookie. That was a tough thing to ask. Plus, he was hurt for, for, for a chunk of that year, too. Um, you know, I, I think that he was in a tough spot there to be that guy. But th this year... There has to be a clear message to DeMarvin Leal. So to, to your point about how the Steelers could find a niche for him, there has to be a message, a clear message to DeMarvin Leal. Hey, we want you to be this, bulk up, and play on the inside. Or we want you to be that, you know, get quicker, get more explosive, and be, be ready to win on the edge. Um, because you know what? Like Marcus Golden, if he, he's not back, maybe Leal and Herbig are the two edge guys behind Highsmith and Watt uh, for the next for the next couple of years or so. Um, that, that, that could be part of the answer. But – I think if Liao, with his length and his athleticism, if he can just get stronger and be able to to stand up in the middle of a defense and be you know, be a guy beside Benton, 
if they could become a one-two punch at defensive line uh, for the future, that could be a great asset to the Steelers, but they need to find a use for him. And if he's not useful to him, it's going to be a wasted draft pick. Um, and that's going to really hold back the team uh, in, in a lot of ways. And again, Calvin Austin, to your point about him, I think that Calvin Austin just needs to be part of, of, of a working offense that ha- that knows what it, what it wants to be and uh, can fit him in there. Because a- as we saw most of last year, the Steelers were trying to find an identity and they did late in the season. And heck, he even scored a touchdown, I believe, in the playoffs, I think it was. Um, or it might have been the, the, the Ravens game, I forget. But he scored, a t- he, he scored late in the season. He was a useful player uh, when, when called upon, but they just – it was kind of like he was the sixth or seventh option in the offense. And let's face it, uh, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, uh, um, Najee, Najee Harris, um, uh, and then uh, then and Jalen Warren. And so then you're going with those five guys. And so then after that, then you're you're dealing with the Calvin Austins and the Darnell Washingtons. So I think when an offense is struggling to feed their their primary playmakers in the right spots, it's going to struggle even more to feed you know, the secondary guys like Calvin Austin, like Darnell Washington. So I agree with you. They need to, and I think Arthur Smith, that's something that he needs to do. They need to find their bread and butter plays so that their primary guys are becoming playmakers. And then their secondary guys like Austin can come in and become something. And also if Calvin Austin turns into a heck of a playmaker for the Steelers, it again alleviates the need to have to, you know, panic about the wide receiver position over the next couple of years with Deontay Johnson on the final year of his contract. There's a lot of things that could happen there. So, all that being said, uh, yeah, I agree, Doug. They could they could handle those situations better. We'll see if they do. We got two more questions to address on this show. We'll do so right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast right after this. But first, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by FanDuel. There's always great chances to win on FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. If you're like me, football season being done doesn't mean I'm done with sports because FanDuel gives you so many ways to play with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so many more ways to win with all the different sports and so much action. FanDuel has so many ways for you to, to end the season with a W or two or three. You can make quick bets, make same uh, make, say, live same game parlays, get exclusive prop bets, and more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. We're back here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue taking your calls here on the show. And this is a call that I've gotten like several times right now. And when I say, you know, I get a lot of phone calls. We, we get a lot of phone calls on, on the Lockdown Steelers podcast hotline. And we appreciate it. We're not saying slow down. I love I love it. And, and I listen to all the calls and I log them and I put them in places like, okay, you know, this is this person's topic. This is that person's topic. But sometimes we get certain calls that are like, four or five times over someone's asked that question. Trust me, the Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph questions. I have a lot of those. Uh, but this question I've gotten like three or four times, and I hadn't answered it yet, but I wanted to to take a time here to answer it. Here's Dave from South Carolina with what I think is a reasonable question about how the Steelers could handle one specific position in free agency. Hi, Chris. This is Dave from South Carolina. Uh, glad to see a fellow Pitt Law grad doing something productive what do you think about the Steelers trying to bring Terrell Edmonds back? Uh, 
in order to allow Minka to be more of a center fielder. I would imagine that Edmonds will be a free agent this year and available at a reasonable cost. Thanks. Thank you very much. Appreci- appreciate you, Dave. And shout out to another Pitt Law alum here. Uh, that's, that's always cool to hear. Uh, but, uh, Dave, to, to the point of your question, I thought they should have brought Terrell Evans back last year. I thought they should have kept him. I thought they should have they should have signed him back. They, as soon as he was on the trade market and it, it wasn't working out, they should have been calling him up from Tennessee and saying, hey, bring your butt over here. You, you're welcome here. And listen, I get Edmonds because I think they did offer him a contract at the end of, at the, end of uh, the 2022 season. And he was just like, you know what? I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get more than just like a one-year deal or a low-level, you know, a, a non-high-paying contract. Um, but the Steelers kind of knew what Terrell Edmonds' ceiling was. The ceiling was really good for them, but I think he wanted to explore free agency and see what he could get elsewhere. And he went to the Titans, and it wasn't a lot. He only started one game in the nine, t- nine games that he played for them. Uh, and then he went to the Eagles, and it wasn't a lot. He only started three games out of the seven games that he played for them. And I think Terrell Edmonds, when you look at how he has kind of worked out, he might say, you know what? That was that was you know that was nice and all, but I can go back to a system that I know, a secondary that I know, a safety partner that I know, and play a role that I was pretty good at playing. That made me solid, and you know I made millions of dollars with the team. I think it makes sense for Terrell Edmonds. The question is, does it make sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And the Steelers do still have Demonte Casey and uh, and uh, uh, um, uh, Keanu Neal still on their roster right now. So like. He's a guy who could, those are two guys that can still be there, but neither of those guys, and we talked, I've talked about this before on the show, but neither of those guys have really shined in the ways that can allow Mika Fitzpatrick to go back to being a pure free safety that's center fielding and not worrying about playing in the box and lining up in the slot and all those other things. Terrell Edmonds, for all the things that he, that he isn't as far as a playmaker, a, a turnover playmaker guy, he is a guy who can cover, help cover tight ends, help cover running backs, make tackles to the line of scrimmage, play, communicate well, and, and help in different spots. He's not going to be a super playmaker, but because of that, you could probably afford to go get him and bring him back on a cheap contract, let go of a guy like Keanu Neal and 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 have Edmonds there. And if you want to draft a safety, you still can. And that way you have one strong safety who knows Minka Fitzpatrick, who him and Minka have a great relationship. They can work together. And then you have another young strong safety that's learning to play the position and will sometime someday be that be that guy next to Minka Fitzpatrick. And here's the other great thing about it is that the Steelers have been loving using three three safety pers- uh, per, you know formations for a bit. If you get the get an athletic guy in the early part of this draft who you like at safety, who can pair with Minka and and also be a trio with Edmonds, that could also be another way to solve your problems. So I, I think there's several ways to address this. Terrell Edmonds isn't the only free agent safety. You know, uh, I, I've talked with people about you know you know Nick Farabaugh and I where we're talking about Julian Blackman. That would be a heck of a signing, but but Julian Blackman would be expensive if the Steelers want an inexpensive safety right now. They should try to see if Terrell Evans would be like, hey, big hit. What you been up to? How you doing? Hit him up with that kind of a text and just be like, come up, come back home, brother. I think that's what would happen there if the Steelers wanted to make that happen. But again, it depends on what Terrell Edmonds also wants. Maybe he still thinks he can uh hit well in uh in in free in free, in free agency. Maybe he can still um uh, maybe he can he can still be a guy that can that, that can get that get some get some big money. Um, but he is a free agent uh, right now, unrestricted, and he's 27 years old. So like, 
it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm making a call. He was only a $1.2 million cap hit last, last year. Uh, I'd take that in a heartbeat if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not so sure that Terrell Edmonds with, you know, when I talked to my friends at Locked On Titans and Locked On Eagles, they were kind of like, Ugh, what, what, what did anyone see in Terrell Edmonds? And then like, listen, I'm a guy who I, I've defended Terrell Edmonds for years. People have said, oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. Like, you know what? No, he's exactly what the Steelers need right now. And that's a partner for, for Minka Fitzpatrick. So I'm right. I'm right with you, Dave. Go get uh, Terrell Edmonds. Wouldn't be expensive. Would would give you one safety that I think would be really good for what you're trying to do on defense. They could still find another. We have another question. Our last call, our last caller of the day, Will from Altoona, about another free agent that he thinks the Steelers should explore. Here's Will. Good morning, Chris. This is Will from Altoona calling back. Uh, quick question. I heard that you mentioned maybe it was Ray or Allen had a punter in their mock draft. I was wondering if you have a thought on this guy from Buffalo that's been mentioned that Matt Areza is a free agent. Do you think we may look at somebody like that, or do you think we'll just bring a bunch of guys in and kick it out in preseason? Thank you. Appreciate your show. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate the call in, Will. Uh, and also shout out to, again, all the callers who call in, even if you weren't on the show. We On this show alone, we had New Orleans, we had Los Angeles, we had Plum, Altoona, South Carolina. We are all over the place with Steelers fans calling into the show. We thank so much for everyone who does call in and listen to this show from everywhere, wherever you are. But let's get to let's get to Will's question. So if you're not familiar of the story of Matt Areza, uh, he is a, a former Bills punter. He was picked in the sixth round of the 2022 draft, um, but he was not allowed to play uh, because he was let go from the team because of a uh, a, a rape lawsuit uh, that was that was that was brought up with that had his name in it uh, in August of 2022. I think he basically played in a preseason game, and then that was it. Uh, and then he's been a free agent since. But in 2023, that uh, that that rape case, he was uh, he was acquitted or his name was dropped from from the lawsuit. Um, so he won't, he, he's not in, uh, he's not on the hook for that anymore. That's not something that's actually a thing that, that he has to worry about. So now there is a question about Matareza and would he be available? Now, if you don't know more about Matareza, just go look up Matareza. He's called the punt God. He was really good at San Diego state. That's why he was a six round pick at, at punter. Um, and to be honest, like, you know, I, I think, you know, when someone asked me why I, I've had a few people call in like Will and ask, what about this guy? What about this guy? Why not get Matareza? And I'm like, Listen, I'm not a punter guy. I don't know what makes punters good and what makes punters bad. I, again, I saw Presley Harvin punt. As when I, I covered Pitt when he played against Pitt. I saw West Presley Harvin punt like I ain't never seen nobody punt before. And I was like, that's the guy. And then he goes to the NFL, and then he stunk it up. And I'm like, that's not the guy. So for all I know, Matt Arraza could be great. He could be not. But I also don't understand – Um the the logic behind which punters get opportunity um and uh, opportunities and which ones don't like Marquette King Marquette King was a good punter in the NFL and he didn't have a rape charge or anything like that or a lawsuit he just annoyed people it seemed like he he, he you know he kind of danced and then all of a sudden he was untouchable and he just was just not in the league anymore and I gotta say I was really confused by that and, and I'm conf and, and as far as Matareza at least there's something behind that like look the league's not trying to be tied to any more PR nightmares. And so, and on top of the fact, like if someone is charged with rape or in a rape lawsuit, 
yeah, you should the league should step away step away from that person. But now, if a person's name is cleared, if his name is really cleared, um, I do think the Steelers should you know at least see bring him in, see see what it happens. But I think the Steelers should have a punt off this year. I think they they could afford to go get a Tory Taylor, a punter the punter out of Iowa who was really good for them this year. I think that he could be a guy that could be there. And there's a few other punters in this in this in this draft class who you could probably pick up either in the seventh round or as an undrafted free agent. I'd get you know maybe. Uh, you know, a punter in the, in the seventh round, an undrafted guy, and maybe a vet like a Matareza, bring him in to punt, punt it off, have a punt off in, in camp. Whoever wins gets the job, and then you go from there, and you hopefully you find your punter for the next several years or so. But uh, that's why I saved the question for last because I don't know jack about punters. I'm not going to pretend to y'all that like I know jack about punters, but we'll see what happens. Is Matareza the guy? We'll see. I think there's other teams that are also looking at him as a potential free agent signing, and we'll see if anyone signs him or if he's got the Marquette King touch and just can't be brought back into the league. But anyways, thank you, Will, and thank you, everyone, who called into the Lockdown Steelers podcast hotline, 412-223-6644, to get your question on the air. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find me here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast every day, Monday through Friday. We're back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast.